That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus Focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high-quality naturopathic doctor-designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. Just going to be a quick clinical bite again today. It's Dr. Dave. Uh, and I want to talk about something that I use quite frequently, and that is demulsants. Um, demulsants are, like I may have told you in the past, are part of my grandma medicine. So top three probably are demulsants, fiber, and bitters. And uh, they are, you know, critical cornerstone piece to a lot of people getting well. Um, maybe the first thing to understand with demulsants is sort of the word origin. The word origin means to caress. So what do they do? They basically soothe the tubes, right? So any, any tissue that they come into contact with, they're going to soothe. They have a kind of um, emollient or soothing uh, action. So most directly you would think about the tubes of the gastrointestinal tract, <clears throat> but sometimes these demulsants are actually also helpful for other uh tissues that you may not think of, and that would be maybe the lungs, they can be very helpful. And as I've talked to, uh, talked about in the past, the, the bladder, another hollow tube, um, that they seem to have an emollient or, or demulsant effect on. So it just soothes irritated tissues. Remember the demulsant, uh, word comes from the Latin, which means to caress. So their nature is very yin. Um, so they've got that sort of more feminine aspect to them. They're just going to hug and soothe and caress the tissues and make them feel comfy. Now they could be inflamed for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter in a way, right? So when tissues are inflamed, you just need to calm them down to some degree. So, um, they may not be the resolution of the problem. They may not be, uh, you know, the thing that fixes the deepest root cause of what's going on, but they're very uh, very often part of the initial calming down of the fire, calming down of the irritation. 
Another good example would be, you know, if the, if the stomach is just so irritated, uh, if you don't soothe the stomach, then it, you're going to have a tough time ingesting, you know, all the other foods that you need to, to, uh, to ingest to rebuild yourself. And some foods are, uh, you know, they're worth it to break them down, but it might be hard on the stomach. So you give the stomach a bit of a, a uh, bit of a break with the emollient effect of the demulcent. And then you're, you know, able to get the stomach to a state that it can, you know, object it can digest and absorb all the other things that you need to get well. Um, so one thing to know about demulcents is uh, you can usually start with them. You know, they're being as they're very yin, um, you know, let's, let's look at bitters as a more of a yang sort of intervention. If your stomach is in a, in a bad way, uh, it's very irritable. You can't eat too many things. You can only have sort of bland foods, um, or you're highly reactive. I do find reactivity and the stomach proper to be related. So, uh, you know, that, that's very limiting. Um, and even in terms of bitters, maybe you don't want to take bitters because they may actually increase the irritation on the, on the stomach. Cause it, you know, the, the, the bitters have a kind of effect of like, Hey, come on, get it together. Like they, they have a bit of a, a stimulating effect, but it requires the stomach to respond. And if they're already irritable, irritable, then, it's not, it's not probably the right way to go about it. You might want to use a debulsant first. Maybe a good example or comparison uh, would be sort of, you don't, you don't want to work out when you're absolutely exhausted and sore from working out two hours before. You need some yin time. You need some like, you know, glutamine and rest and nutrition, and then you can go work out another time. So that same sort of concept may apply to the yin and yang of bitters and, um, to uh, demulcents, you know, just give the soothe first, you know, if you've had a rough, say someone's gone through something traumatic um, and, you know, they come home and they've gone through this trauma, you don't give them, you don't give them shit for getting into that situation and say, next time you got to do this, or you should have done this, or, you know, now we got to do grit training or, you know, resilience training. No, you just give them a hug. Say, here's some soup. Here's a blanket. Here's a hot water bottle. Let me give you a hug. Just lay down. That's kind of the same idea. Just give your give your tissues a rest often before, you know, demanding more of them, which may be um, why the order of demulcents to bitters makes sense in, in many cases. Uh, what are the most common uh, demulcents? I'd say DGL, which is deglycerizinated licorice, uh, slippery elm, aloe vera gel, marshmallow. Probably I use them in that order of frequency. Um, when I'm trying to address the upper GI structures, uh, so we're talking about the stomach, the throat, um, the upper GI of, of like the duodenum, I'm probably going to use lozenges uh, because they break down and start soothing everything they come into contact with, right? Because if you swallow a capsule, it's not going to start working until it gets uh, broken down in the stomach. So the higher up something is, the more I prefer some sort of dissolving carrier, whether it's a lozenge or, or chewable or whatever. That makes more sense. Now, when you're addressing the lower GI, say there's something like um, a, a bowel condition, like a, not IBS, but IBD, more like a, like a, a more inflammatory uh, bowel disease condition. So we're talking about Crohn's colitis. In that case, you could maybe use something like a capsule. Uh, most commonly, I would use slippery elm, uh, and that can be very, very soothing, right? It's not going to get to the core of the issue, but it's just part of, you know, multifaceted approach to to uh, proper resolution of the problem and also symptom uh, management. Now, I will say some people, this is surprising to me, but some people find slippery elm tincture works fine as a demulcent. I talked to a 
uh, sort of naturopathic herbalist friend of mine, and he probably wouldn't use it that way. Um, but apparently in, in real practice, it works. I think there's one by St. Francis Herbs, Slippery Elm, that I've heard of a, a couple people saying works well for them. So often it's good to start with a demulsant. Of course, anyone can react to anything. So don't take this as, you know, naturopathic medical advice. It's, this is not for everyone, but this is what I do so much of the time that I, I would say it's one of my top grandma medicines, just foundational, something you use all the time. And I would say overall quite safe. I think maybe one, maybe one patient of mine has had a, a kind of sensitivity to uh slippery elm, which is a bark of a tree. So right. There could be some, there could be some sensitivity issue there, which demands further investigation, to be honest, because if you can't handle the Molson, uh, you got some other problems. Um, but yeah, there's, there's tons of ways in which you could use demulsants. I guess I think of the gastrointestinal tract primarily, but uh, urinary tract and uh, some, sometimes people would find them useful for uh, soothing the lungs. Uh, so kind of like a, a supportive, a supportive care for, for uh, respiratory or, or issues with the lungs. Okay. So that's it for today's clinical bite. I hope that you can take this and integrate it with your naturopathic doctor or your doctor, and it's it's helpful for you clinicians out there too. Okay, so until next time, talk to you later.